Welcome into another episode of the Hippies and Cowboys podcast, where we bring you the best of the country music world like nobody else will tell it. You just heard Is It Cheating from Belle Plaine off of her latest album, Malice, Mercy, Grief, and Wrath. Belle is out of Saskatchewan, Canada, so you will get to hear Garrett nerd out about Canada and, and all of its glory and Hawkins cheesies, I'm sure, uh, and, and all of that stuff, but also... We get to hear a lot about uh, the writing process of Belle Plaine and also what it's like uh, living under the same roof and being married to uh, another artist. And that other artist that she's married to, for the record, is Blake Berglund, our very first podcast guest. So we get to come a little bit of full circle in this episode. Today's episode is brought to you, as always, by Workman's Relief CBD, awesome company out of Wisconsin, just up the road from me, and they have all sorts of CBD products, coffee, hemp oil, elbow grease, it's like icy hot uh, for your sore joints and other aches and pains infused with with, uh, CBD, and they have the best prices that you can find as is, and we give you an additional 15% off as long as you use our code H-A-C-C-B-D, that's H-A-C-C-B-D at checkout, and you get an extra 15% off. Um, Definitely worth it with those. uh, They're already low prices. Use that code, and it's worth a shot to see what we always talk about there. And whatever you do, don't use the code from Keekers and Ferg, the number two podcast show. Do not use their code. Uh, It is invalid. It gives your computer a virus. And uh, the only code you should be using is HACCBD. So there you have it. Um, Thank you, as always, for listening to another episode of the Hippies and Cowboys podcast. And shit, just enjoy the show, folks. Thanks for listening and enjoy. Well, I mean, this is the hot take on SodaStream right now. Yeah, that's good. This this episode has been brought to you by by SodaStream. Now, is that like the thing that turns water into pop? Is that what that is? Well, it doesn't turn into Jesus. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Do they make one that turns water into wine too? (laughs) Show me. What aisle of Canadian Tire do I get that in? Yeah. <laughs> Mike yeah, we're gonna Canadian quit. Tires. We're gonna quit Hippies and Cowboys podcast and just make wine stream instead. Yeah. Yeah. Good That's deal. Good. That's good. That's a streaming service I can get behind. A <laughs> <laughs> wine stream. <laughs> wine stream. Every you, it's it's like one of those uh one of those subscription like wine things, but you get like bottles of wine and like three records per month it was a good deal <laughs> and then oh, i guess yeah. the challenge is just like not to drink all three bottles of wine and listen to all three records in one night or like you could just lean into it and just do it that way like i don't know have a real i think we need to send more than three bottles i think we're on to something here <laughs> also can we send boxes of wine i like boxed wine yeah, yeah box wine ain't bad let's make it not track not classy you know oh i get what you're saying yeah with the bladder inside i yeah really yeah. for a little while and the um, the trick that i learned from a friend of mine was you you get the box wine you drink the wine and then that night when you need to go to sleep you blow up the empty bag and that's your pillow oh. have you actually done that yes Jesus. <laughs> yes, I have. We were camping. We took we used the box for the fire. We used the wine bladder for pillows. We used the wine for entertainment. It was great. Just like the indigenous folks, right? Like you use all yeah. of the buff, you know, all of the bison. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> yes. <laughs> right. <laughs> Little history lesson for everybody out there yeah. listening as well. Yeah, white settler version. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh man. Not good. No, no. Um okay, well yeah, I mean we're rolling. Um Bell Plane, 
uh, is joining us on the podcast today. If you guys haven't figured that out by, you know, listening to the intro or, you know, reading reading the title of the episode. But thanks for joining us. Hey, I'm just going to, we're just going to roll We're just going to lean into just calling you Bell because <laughs> that's just easier, I guess. That's good for me. For everybody's Bell, The full name throws me off, man, because Bell Plain is a town in Iowa. So Bell Plain is a town in Saskatchewan as well. It is, it's yeah. It's a, it's a area in Chicago. It's a very warm. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. Hmm. I actually think Bell Plain's going to be at our track meet tomorrow. They sure are. I'm everywhere, and I'm everywhere. <laughs> I have a good flight down there. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah <right>. Animosa. <laughs> but uh, yeah, thanks for doing this. Long time in the making. I mean, we were, like I said, I was, you've been on the list for a long time, but uh, yeah, then I was texting Blake a while back and I was like yeah like hook us up man and then never happened and then yeah, now, now I just oh, text- you know I don't like to be too easy to get a hold of it ruins the right list. right yeah <laughs> it's not a bad strategy <laughs> yeah I'm sure it's great but you got the you got the live stream coming up on Saturday for everybody out there listening this will be out tomorrow so this weekend that's Saturday right I didn't fuck that up May the 1st May the 1st May the 1st You'll be doing a live stream on all the socials, Facebook. You just go ahead and plug no, it for I, everybody right now. We're doing, uh, I'm doing it a different way this time. I've done it on Facebook before and that's fun, Ooh. but I'm working with a, a group out of Kansas called Green Guitar Folk House. And I was supposed to be on tour through the Midwest, but mm-hmm. you know, it is. And so they wanted to move it online. And so it's actually on Zoom. We're doing oh. a Zoom oh. and people can buy tickets through, um, they can go to any of my socials, so Facebook or Instagram or whatever, and pick up a ticket that way. And yeah, it's a, it's presented by Green Guitar and then we're just, we're just decided to do a different way. It's my first ticketed one. So it's a bit of an experiment to see how that goes, but yeah. It's awesome. Yeah. It's really cool. I'm excited because I'll get to see people while I do it. Oh. Instead of facebook where you just like look at yourself and you're like i hope i'm funny right now (laughs) (laughs) um that's funny yeah that's different because we we've we hosted a live stream through zoom but we pretty much just use zoom as a tool to stream to facebook yeah Yeah. so like nobody else was really in there but yeah we just read comments that's neat on instagram yeah that's nice though it's through this company, like the ticketing is through a company called Side Door. So if, mm. if folks want to buy tickets, they'll get directed to the Side Door uh, webpage. And it's a Canadian company. It was started by a guy named Dan Mangan and uh, a couple other folks. But he's a he's a pop guy uh, here in, in Canada. He's quite well known. And he started this whole business that is actually about now i'm plugging side door this is not sponsored (laughs) i just think they've got a great business model but they started this um it was like a booking agency for for artists was they describe it as like airbnb meets you know like the music industry so you, you would get hooked up with venues or house concert hosts or businesses even that oh cool want to have shows through this platform and then they were really easily transitioned into this new world of doing online shows and ticketing and like you use their zoom account and it's pretty slick they've got a great support team and yeah i'm kind of blown over by it so i'm really really excited to do this with the folks from kansas and the folks from side door and just see how it all goes that's cool i've I've been you know like that's something i've thought about a lot like lately you know, how many people or like how many artists out there, you know, who m- might just continue to do like kind of the virtual thing, like more often, you know, like maybe once every couple months, even like if there's a little lull in touring or, you know, a little break, you know, I wonder if anybody will kind of stick with it and try to do more ticketed, ticketed or pre-recorded stuff like that, you know? Yeah, I think so. I think also for me, when we're at home, I put a different 
I'm able, I should say, to put a different amount of effort into the shows at home because the band is here. I can have guests a little bit easier. Mm. I know the venues. I often know, you know, enough about the venues that I can set up a backdrop or do something special for that hometown crowd that, you know, when we're like in Europe or when we're like somewhere in the States and we've just got the van, you can't do that kind of stuff. So the idea of being able to share what resources we were able to invest at home into those big shows, that's exciting to me to be able to sell that. Um, or share it, you know, however, however we see fit, but I definitely see that happening in the future and yeah, really in a cool. way that I would have like thought about it before, but maybe not, you yeah. know, pulled the trigger on it. And now I'm like, oh, well, we're, we're doing that already. So, yeah. Yeah. And it's just another cool way to like, like, a, you know, to maybe me you know maybe part of a build-up for uh for an album release or something like that oh. right like you know obviously the best doesn't get much better than playing a live show but you know doing something virtually like that is is a good way to reach like you know all of your fans who are dedicated where you know obviously restrictions of time and space yeah <laughs> they exactly. can't be to a run of shows that might be leading up to an album release type of thing or 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 yeah. right after so or throwing the horn section in the van like you know <laughs> i've done that trust me i've toured with the eight piece and it's it's a lot of fun but it's just like a logistical nightmare and a financial it's financial ruin <laughs> the shows the shows are great definitely definitely cool. well um like i said th- thanks for coming on the podcast we appreciate it yeah, and man. uh we are, I guess, uh, two years now. Or well, fuck me, it's twenty twenty one. Three years from your last record now, because that was twenty eighteen, wasn't it? Yeah, fall of twenty eighteen. So we're Dude. not quite. Not three quite, years, I guess. Yeah, but but um, I know I'm feeling it too. Um, twenty twenty was just kind of right off. We can't count that. Yeah. <laughs> no, it's a bit of a gap here. You know, the year that you took off to work before you went to post secondary. Right. Been- feels a bit like if you look at it optimistically you know but um yeah it's just you know we all feel it it's a weird time there's a lot of things to absorb uh that we have all seen in the world and um Mm -hmm. the album's title is malice mercy grief and wrath yes feel like maybe i mean i think albums can like they can name themselves in a way that i don't I didn't see it turning out like that. And definitely with this one, I'm like, oh man, a lot of that, a lot of those words came real true. They rang a different, well, they rang my bell a little louder. Maybe we'll mm-hmm. put that. That's good pun. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah, very good. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. I, I mean, I remember, I remember right, right when COVID hit. I mean, you had some pretty, some pretty good great momentum going you know kind of going into what has now been a year of kind of fucking lockdown you know like you were were you not set to play the junos like yeah a week or two before yeah the junos thing because the the artwork for the album was nominated right juno fest and you know there was a lot there was a lot on the plate and then we were looking back uh, or rather looking forward to going to the, uh, back to the States, going into um, both Eastern and Western Canada, and then going back to Europe at the end of the year, like in the fall. So it was a busy year I had ahead. And, you know, but I mean, everybody was in that situation. Yeah. I'm not special. It's not like the rug got pulled out from under me. Um and and also i mean there's there's me but then there's like all my like it's not like my drummer can you know steve can't just put on a zoom be like hey guys i'm gonna drum all my parts (laughs) malice mercy grief and wrath like it's you know the whole like just behind me in an in an independent sense uh or as an independent artist there's a whole pile of people that you know on my meager payroll that 
were working with myself and with other artists, you know, with Blake, my husband, and and they're, you know, like they can't hop on Zoom and do what I'm doing. So mm-hmm. it's yeah, is is it's been a weird it's been a weird time and we're all just kind of hanging in there right now, treading water and um and trying to think of new things and and make new things and find ways to to still be interesting but then you know you gotta take a break too because it's it's pretty heavy time you know it's a lot to absorb in the world right now definitely and uh i don't think you know i think everybody i mean everybody that we've talked to in the last year as far as artists go kind of have had it seems like everybody's kind of had their own unique way of like experiencing what's going on and then taking it and kind of applying it to whatever they're doing kind of creatively too, uh, which I always find interesting. Like some are kind of like, yeah, I've done nothing but, you know, write songs. And some are like, yeah, like not so much. <laughs> yeah, well, it's hard to write in this climate. I know, I mean, I've been working at it and and I write all kinds of songs. Like um, Buffy St. Marie is is one of my favorite artists and she just talks about you just write and a lot of it sits in your own notebooks and you don't you don't give it away you don't show it to anybody it's just meant to be you know getting things out of your head or exercising the muscle or however you want to think about it and so I've written like a lot of um uh like couplet poetry that I mean is the basis of song lyrics but it'll just my neighbor does something that just ticks me right off and I'm like I'm gonna write a poem about her and <laughs> you know that's how I kind of get through it and then and yeah you know, and then something will happen that's a lot more serious and and that's that will be the basis of a of a you know much deeper song that's more interesting or more mm-hmm. nuanced and and has maybe a bit more of a world view than just yeah my neighbor that doesn't like it when Blake and I practice music in our house. <laughs> right. Yeah. I was going to ask if you had any other like creative outlets, you know, kind of that you like some, you know, like we've heard lots of, of other people, you know, other artists who, you know, kind of pivot to painting or, you know, you know, drawing or doing, doing something creatively that's not specifically like writing a song you know or some making writing a short story that type of thing so yeah yeah, that's that's cool that you know kind of and and you're right poetry's pretty directly related to the lyrics of a song I mean poetry that's a that's a gateway to me writing more music honestly but in terms of other creative stuff like I'm a I'm a good cook I'm a I can yeah and so that's I mean like definitely has benefited uh, from that over the last year because suddenly I was like oh we would have been you know we would have been in the Appalachia right now or in the south so maybe I'll just like make some cornbread and chicken and some collard greens and it just you know and he walks in he's like you have never like one day I made biscuits and gravy and I was like I don't actually think I've ever seen you this happy ever <laughs> <laughs> there's a lot of cooking um, but now yeah. Now we're feeling a lot more, we, me, both of us um, are feeling a lot more interested in writing and, and building up that catalog again. So, and I credit Blake for, for definitely kicking that into high gear. Cool. So when you, when you cut the song uh, about the neighbors, uh, are you going to like put it on a CD and just leave it on their doorstep or what's the plan there? (laughs) Oh, that's so good, Mike. I um, I have written a lot about my neighbors lately, and some of it is, uh, some of it is kind and and generous, and and some of it will not see the light of day or <laughs> be shared only by those who are uh, you know trusting because it's me being I can be a little cheeky, and um, and just the yeah the area that I'm living in right now has been um, has been mm. a, an inspiration in a way that I didn't anticipate. And it's a lot of just looking out, you know, we spend so much time on the road. And so you get this idea, you get your ideas from being out on the road and around people. And, 
that in a lot of ways was what malice mercy grief and wrath was about it was it was about my family or it was about touring and it was about taking those stories that were really close to my heart out into the world and now being at home I'm really looking at the world that I like the hyper close small little part of the city that I live in because <laughs> mm-hmm. you know we're, we're at home so much uh, and that's just not been my life for the last decade so yeah I'm, like in your head when you're on the road you there's almost like a romanticized version of what home kind of is 100 percent yeah and now that we're here I'm like there's a lot of garbage around here <laughs> you know, like all the stuff that I wasn't seeing and yeah. I was home and have this really restful time and be so grateful to be home and it's just I mean it's just it is what it is I don't want to sound like I'm complaining because I'm happy to be at home we're lucky we have a home that's comfortable and yeah yeah we love being here but you know it's just it's not yeah but it's that we kind of sign up for (laughs) well and you know like I said it's just you're you're kind of looking at it through a different lens when you're when you're there all the time and you're just not used to that you know yeah 100% I'm used to go by like you know 120k Depending yeah. who's driving, it's depending who's driving a little faster. Hmm. If it's Bryce, so a little off. faster. Yeah, yeah, Bryce, Bryce like Bruce. Oh, Blake, we're lucky if we get into triple digits. Let's <laughs> throw him under the bus. Oh my god, he likes to mosey. Yeah. Yeah. Rubber neck. See, triple digits down here means something totally different. <laughs> I know. So. It's like this is not set up for American listeners. No. If no, you're going funny. triple digits down here, you're you're doing good. Yeah. Um, that van's just rattling. Yeah. Um <laughs> uh, so uh Malice, Mercy, Grief and Neighbors. Um <laughs> A side all the happy songs about about living back at home with your neighbors and then b-side just this tracks yeah and totally. then, yeah yeah mm-hmm. you, i'm i'm glad that you got the concept without even really knowing yeah good how'd you guess that throw down <laughs> on the side b yeah just hope that the neighbors don't flip it to the other side they... right. <laughs> or hope they do and then they'll stop their whining that's right. Get some playing too loud. Inject some truth into that. That's right. <laughs> uh, should we play another song off of the actual album? Yeah, let's yeah, we could. Uh, what are we gonna do next? Are we just squared up? Squared or, up. Or... Should we do squared up or for all? all right. For all, yeah, let's do squared up. Let's do squared up. Yeah. Right. So we'll let you. Uh, yeah, you can talk about it and show it, and then we'll roll right into it. Cool. Yeah, I wrote this, uh, uh, I guess most of the songs on this album were written in the house that I'm living in, and uh, a friend of mine, Zachary Lucky, who used to be Saskatchewan, yeah, he's, I mean, he's from Saskatchewan, now he lives out in Ontario, Mm -hmm. and he was doing a record, oh gosh, I don't know what year, but it was called The Ballad of Losing You, and it was just like beautiful songs and sad songs and uh i got to hear it when it was being recorded in studio i drove up for the day with the bass player so he could lay down his uh, tracks drove up to saskatoon and then came home afterwards and it was just a really beautiful drive home and i kept thinking about zachary and just that maybe somebody could write him a song just to be like, hey, man, you know, I know what it feels like to come home after a long time. I know what it feels like to be out there alone. And uh, and so I wrote it for him. And it really became more of a, a larger song for, for friends on the road. And just to, you know, when I sing it live, I think about everybody that's out there that's working, that is following the thing that they love and is away from the people that they love while they do it such a weird you know it's a weird life to live as an artist because you are chasing the dream but you're you're kept away from all of these family gatherings and birthdays and hanging with your friends and all that stuff um, to do this other thing so that's what it's about (laughs) 
We've been really, uh, I mean, Blake really blazed the trail down there a few years ago and um, mm. 16, he went down and he just kept saying to me for weeks, like, I, I want to go down to weeks. What am I saying? Months. He was like, mm -hmm. I want to just get in my van and I want to drive south. And I was like, cool. And then he would be, he wouldn't do it. And then he'd bring it up again. Like, yeah, I just, I just want to put a bed in the back of the van and I just want to drive south and just you know not know where I'm going I'm like yeah let's go just go you know there's the yeah. van. this is cool and then finally he got the message that I was serious and like it was cool I didn't I mean like you want to go down to the states and drive around yeah right so he had a down um and I think it was three or four months like it's all the you know in search of real country music that yeah that blog yeah so it was that time and and he just created all of these relationships that a year later we went back and I got to meet all these people and it just it was so special um he built such a community for us and they have embraced both of us in a way that I I mean he's so outgoing I'm the introvert of the two of us. I'm the one that's like gonna make sure that we have a decent meal and a place to sleep and he's the one that's gonna make sure that there's you know people looking out for us and people at the shows and that we're a good balance that way and it really um he just built something so beautiful for us um through that community by doing that trip yeah no that, i mean that's all i think it's really cool how um how you guys and and coulter too like kind of all like that's i mean that's kind of where coulter's you know following and stuff kind of started which i find very yeah. interesting you know yeah his first manager was was based out of bowling yeah. and um and his current manager is is a kentucky fellow as well mm -hmm. A lot of the folks that do his um, merchandising and, you know, the Folk Singers Union, um, I think is all managed out of Kentucky yeah. too. So he's got a real Kentucky connection while he's based in Tennessee. It's pretty cool. Yeah. Being from Saskatchewan, you know. <laughs> well, you know, he, he visioned it with imaginary Appalachia. Yep, that's right. It's right there in the title. <laughs> See, what did I say about titles? yeah something that that you never quite expected and and i do believe that i think that there's a little bit of providence um when you when you title something with a little bit of intention and mm -hmm. i think you know the the other half comes at you you kind of put out what you think you're doing and and there's always the other side of the story that comes in later yeah i mean talking a little bit about um kind of I guess like this is maybe a good place to fit this in like you know I mean we talked earlier kind of about how the pandemics affected affected you creatively a little bit and like you talked about just now there about uh, how you know kind of Blake went down and 
kind of blazed that trail and made the connections. Then you kind of went back and like, you know, took advantage sounds bad, but like kind of took advantage of those connections to an extent. Um, like how, I guess to kind of combine those two topics, like throughout this pandemic, um, how have you, how is having, you know, you know, not only a really supportive, uh, partner, but like a, a fellow kind of creative person and a fellow songwriter. Um, how is that like, you know, what's, what's that been like being locked down and kind of together all the time for so long now and not actually being able to tour been like, right. Well, I mean, we're used to being locked down and together all the time in hotel rooms and a van. So it's right. <laughs> actually that wild. And when, um, when everything first changed in March of 2020, we were in the middle of renovations at our house and had moved out so that we had like this perfect amount of time that we had orchestrated where we were going to be out of the house for a month staying just like two blocks down and then we were going to be at the Junos and then we were going to um, take a vacation in Mexico which we've never done we've never like gone cool. vacation together and then Junos um, which for American listeners it's a, a big awards it's our national ceremony up here and Juno's got like the kibosh the day before it was supposed to start and we had to come home and nobody knew anything at that point. You know, we just had no idea. We'd been in a city where there were delegates from Europe and delegates from the UK and from all over Canada. And so it was just, uh, we just didn't know what we were dealing with. You know, we didn't know if we were going to come home and suddenly be sick with something that we would never heard of. Um, prior to well Blake had heard of it and we all knew it was coming but you get the picture yeah and um, yeah so we moved back in and the the fellow that was fixing up our house kind of our general contractor he was really worried about us at first and I was like Dave you don't it's cool like if we have a tub that we can have a bath in and if we have a sink that we can brush our teeth in or like do dishes. Like even if we don't have both immediately, right. we're, we got a bedroom, we got a toilet, we got a bathtub, we got a fridge. Like this is, this yeah, is like, like high uh, living compared to what we're used to when we're on the road and like yeah. <laughs> hopping from a hotel room and you're like, where are we going to freeze these freezer packs so that everything in the cooler doesn't go bad. So we were fine. And, um, and it was, you know, being home and being together was not a worry. Um, spending time together is not a worry. Like we, you know, we can find separate rooms in the house to hang out in and, and do stuff. It's, it's actually a lot easier than being on the road together when you're making decisions and you're under those stressful situations and you're running on like very little sleep and there's a lot of unfamiliarity so we had all of that we had all the comforts of home and the, the the hardest thing was just the letting go of what we had been looking forward to you know that was the toughest part uh -huh. are you guys able or you know were you guys or are you guys oftentimes able to kind of create with each other or is it often you know most of the time just kind of a separate thing uh, I like creating on my own and that's something that we are working on right now is, is creating more together because Blake's a real collaborator. Um, I, I have to admit that, you know, when I hire musicians, I feel so lucky that they, they are my friends and they are people that have stuck with me for years. But when I get into the room with them, they are all so much um, more advanced as collaborators like they're they're able to jump in on the songs that I've written and my job as the person who called the rehearsal is to know the songs inside and out have an idea of what I want but also have the you know the trust in them to to let them do what they want because that's why they're in the room with me um, 
And so I, I'm a really uptight collaborator. I'm a really loose boss, but I'm a, yeah, I get really uptight. And so when Blake and I work together, I have to remember like, he's my friend and he's my husband. (laughs) He supports me and he's not me because it's, that's, you know, that's where I go. I get really defensive and, um, and I find it hard. He's, he's a really, he's a very generous person to sit down and write with because he's just been in bands and been in that situation and had to fight for his own ideas or like, you know, mm-hmm. kind of battle heads with somebody and not take it personally. Right. And me, I'm like, Oh, I don't like that chord change. And if I tell him I might hurt his feelings, but I don't like it. And I don't like that major <laughs> part of the song. And I, you know, and I don't know how to express it. Whereas he'll just tell me. And so we're still, we're still figuring that out and how to, um, how to approach that like one of the things that Blake will has started to intuit is like he'll he'll see when I'm attached to a song because I have spent time with it and I have been crafting it in a certain way and know to just let me finish it versus if I have like like some of this like these couplet poetry things that I'm writing they're not always like nasty poems about something <laughs> about sometimes they are you know they're observations and they're just something that I haven't set to music but it's it's an idea that's starting to form and it will be longer than it needs to be for a song and so he'll look at it and at that point it's just ideas and rhyming words and you can just kind of pluck you know kind of cherry pick the lines that he likes and we can build something that is still in the theme of but not you know verbatim what I'd written so Mm. and then work on music that way too but I don't know writing is like it's a it's it's still a mystery to me you know you have to sit down and do it and you have to trust and not get distracted and that goes for when you're doing it alone or when you're doing it with um, someone else and often when I'm writing alone I'll just want to like be just dying to pick up my phone for a distraction. Or, <laughs> do, you, do you force yourself to like take certain periods of time, like almost like a schedule, like I have to sit down and do this or do you just kind of yeah. let it come and then like, um, then once you're into it, kind of lock that down. No, I got to sit down. I have to sit down and just um, take the time and, and put the time in and things will come when you're not sitting there. But I've, find like if I'm just sitting and then if I get stuck instead of looking for that distraction or reaching for something you know like reaching for my guitar and just like practicing a lick or something I try not to do that because for me it's just better to essentially sit and meditate and just wait and just wait for something to come and it it does you know for me that's how it works and that's Mm. That's like Margaret Atwood is one of my favorite authors. And that's just something she imparted in some way to me that you just sit there. And Annie Dillard, um, who's an incredible American author that I love and, uh, and got Blake on to as well. She basically says the same thing, like sit in a small room and just wait and it'll come. And it does. Good to know doesn't look like much when you're doing it but (laughs) all about what's on the page you ever just yeah you you ever just get tired of you know tired of blake you know leaving his dirty dishes laying around or something and just say i'm gonna go writing and then you just you know just go Mm -hmm. sit there in silence just kind of let it pass you know uh (laughs) has a lock on it i did mention i'm an introvert but you know that's that's normal married life (laughs) and i will say you know blake blake does a lot more dishes around here than i do oh yeah Mm, you know hot tip for the listeners if you want a good marriage you better learn how to be a good roommate yeah that's a good point that's a good point i can get behind that that's fair for sure all right um marriage tips my girlfriend and i kind of have an agreement you know like she does the laundry you know because i hate folding the laundry but i'll, I'll do the dishes i will you know that's, that's good. no problem dishes are cool i'm fine okay. you know if anybody out there wants to learn how to how to neatly fold a fitted sheet i can help you out there too wow 
Oh, okay. fitted sheets and me do not get along. I can't, yeah. I can't do those. I don't understand them. They keep coming off. And then I, you I know, put them on solely if my girlfriend's coming over. Cause I know I'll get in trouble if I don't have my fitted sheet on again. It, but that's uh, the only reason. And I'll wrestle that some bitch. Like <laughs> I, it's, it, it fights back. It, it <laughs> grabs me. I swear that those things are the devil, but I love that. That's you great. can purchase, and so for everybody out there listening, you can purchase a VIP ticket to this Saturday's live stream, and it will include a little tutorial on how to fold <laughs> a fitted sheet. You know what? Not a bad idea. Not bad. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. That's the VIP experience, though. That's not for everybody. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> well, should, um, we throw, should, we, should we throw some rapid fires around? Yeah. yeah, I was just going to okay. shift those gears over. Okay. And I was going to see, uh, if, would you rather uh, be able to um, run? Oh, shoot. I got to change this. I got to convert this. Hold on, Garrett. You go first. <laughs> you got to convert it to Canadian. <laughs> I got to convert it to Canadian. Can I'm, sure she, I'm sure she can figure it out. Yeah. I'm a, I'm no, a... I have to be proper. I have to convert it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Okay, all right, no. Okay. I'll... Okay, you got it? Um, yeah. Would you rather be able to run 80 kilometers per hour or fly 8 kilometers per hour? Oh, um, fly. See, I think I've asked that once before, and they chose run out of convenience. I mean, I can run now. I can't run that fast, but I don't care. I can't yeah. walk. So, what know. if it was? What if it was like uh, I don't know, a hundred kilometers per hour that you could run? That's not that much faster. That's one hundred and twenty. I don't know, like ridiculously right. fast, like faster than a cheetah. Right. Okay. Um, hmm. I don't know. Still, I'm gonna stick with my answer. You know, I had a is lot there of- is there a speed that for the running or that it's just like- I think Mike really wants to pick the running. I don't know. It's- no, I'm <laughs> with like- you. I would fly all day. All day I'm flying. Are you kidding me? But I just I'm just curious if there is if there's a, a, a point where it changes over. Well, eight kilometers an hour is is it's a it's a good speed because it's about twice as fast as I can walk. So is it? yeah oh it's not supposed to be it's supposed to be really slow well it is slow it's twice as fast as i can walk i was gonna say you could probably run eight kilometers in an hour well i can totally run eight kilometers yeah an hour 100 percent. so it would be like me going like how much and okay here's a question when we think about flying we just think like we lift off the ground and fly right right not like we're gonna fly i think it's still taxing you know yeah see this is my question is it gonna be like like am i gonna get right. should i wear mm. a heart rate monitor to make sure that i don't overexert? because if i'm running eight kilometers an hour you just sit down exertion is like like i can yeah. that is it gonna feel like that or is it just gonna be like superman where he doesn't he doesn't break sweat when no he's just but, chilling his hair right. all slick yeah, back, exactly you know? like holding women and people yeah whatever his not a hair out of place you know yeah, so I but, think research is yeah. required. Mm, I'm with you. I get you. I think so. I, I think you would it would be taxing physically to, to fly in this scenario, but I, nap. I, that, I would die immediately because I'd want to see how high I could fly. And then it's not like when you're running, like if you're tired when you're running, you can just like slow down or, or walk. But like I'd be flying way up there and be like really tired and then I'd just fall and to the ground. Right. This yeah. the plot thickens. The plot. Yeah. <laughs> the fly plot close to the sun, like. That's right. Fly too close to the sun. Uh, what is your favorite song to cover? My favorite song to cover is pretty much anything written by Gillian Welch. Mm. Okay. What's, What's the uh, worst memory you have from a, a live show? Ah, well, the one that comes to mind first, which maybe doesn't make it the worst one, 
but uh, we early in my touring career, I would go out with my bass player, Elizabeth Curry, and we'd go on these big long tours. And we ended up in a, a spot in Northern Ontario where mm-hmm. we had a decent show. It was a nice show, but they showed us the hotel room that we were staying in. It was one of those like band hotel rooms <clears throat> and two uh-huh. on the road. We weren't being fussy about the cleanliness, but the security of the building and the rooms were um, questionable. Like the key that we got handed had um had a two by four attached, I don't know, about four inches of a two by four as the yeah. key, uh, you know, like the, the keychain. Yeah. And I commented on, he said, yeah, they go missing all the time. And I was like, okay, alarm bell number one, you don't know where these keys end up. Yeah. And then the, the door, the locking me- mechanism um, was installed backwards so you could actually just like slide a credit card in because like if you know how oh. it works exactly oh, yeah. not good and there was also a fire escape that you could easily access the roof and then the roof was flat and you could just open up the windows to the bedrooms and I mean so we're touring with like a guitar with a bass with our computers with a little sound system i'm not leaving that in the car i bring that into the hotel room and i was just like man you know i'm saying to the guy that hired us i was like we're just we're not really comfortable being up here alone no you know there's people partying and people know there's bands and i'm just like i i just don't i don't think we're real comfortable and this guy who i'm talking to is big dude you know like over six well over six feet burly runs the bar and he's like well like i would stay here and i'm like well maybe you should with us like out of our door i feel okay if you were willing to do that and and he looked at i mean i just obviously seemed crazy when i said that so at that point we didn't quite know what we were going to do because we were like, well, do we shell out for a hotel room so that we feel safer? Do we stay here, take the risk? Like, what are we going to do? And uh, somehow this, this journalist that wrote this beautiful article about us that got people out to the show, we were telling him and he said, you know what? Um, my family has a cabin it was up northern Ontario where there's lots of lakes. My family has a cabin. Uh, you are more than welcome to stay there. I will take you out there. Um, a bear just broke into it, but <laughs> I think it's okay. And we were like, sure, yeah, okay. And so we follow a stranger who we just met into an area of northern Ontario that has no cell phone service. Took a photo of his drivers there is a license plate to send to our loved ones just in case and followed him into the woods into (laughs) bear infested woods and like the fridge when we got to the cabin had like a swipe from the bear out of it and um and that felt safer and that (laughs) was somehow safer (laughs) That, that was our best that was what we decided was our best option so everything is relative um but it was a good you know it's a good trial uh for us to figure out where our boundaries and limitations and who we were going to trust and it was a beautiful night he was a great guy we we still catch up with him every now and then and uh, always grateful have you Uh, been back to the cabin no we have never been back to the cabin darn did you see any bears (laughs) we did not see any bears no but uh, there's always there's always a good story on the road. It's usually involves someplace that someone thought that we should sleep, and uh, and I had a different idea. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's where the rubber meets the road when you're touring ah. accommodations. Huh. Uh-huh. All right, there you go. Right. Give me. Oh right, wait, no. Oh no, that's a that's that that's yeah. that's a good one. Uh, <laughs> okay. Um. Since we're talking about the road, give me an unwritten rule of the road. Floss every day. Floss every day. Yeah. yeah. Why that? Why? Really good hygiene. Teeth before tattoos, man. 
Hmm. <laughs> okay. Bell planes unwritten rules. I don't. No, I, most people. <laughs> let's throw it out. Most people don't floss not on the code. So. Yeah, like most. You know. I mean, you should though. Definitely should. You should. I get it. You probably should, but most people don't floss. Wow. How often do you floss, Mike? Off I got a rapid fire for you. Huh? I got a rapid fire for you. How, many, how, how often do you floss? Mm, never. Never? <laughs> Come no. on. Never? Feels when good. was the last time? The last time I went to the dentist. <laughs> Not oh, even the last time I went to the dentist. You do the emergency been, floss? They, they didn't floss for me the last time. So it was just to check out a tooth. Shame, shame. Yeah, maybe why were they checking out the tooth, man? Because you got to floss them, motherfuckers. Come on. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> maybe. My brother's going to be a dentist, so like, I, it's fine. But he, he does encourage me to floss. I definitely have flossed more since like he I, got into dentistry school. Because I'm just like, look, like I got I to gotta take care of these things, you know? I'm scared of the dentist, man, because I chew... And then they're they're gonna judge me, so I just don't go. Um, yeah, I don't like the dentist either. I'm with you there, and so I, it's sort of like house cleaning for me. It's like I'm hoping they'll do less if I just take care of it on my end. Yeah, good call. Right, that's a good point. Until something starts that. to hurt, I don't go in. Uh. <laughs> okay, all right. I'm so, I gotta I gotta go get a cleaning coming up actually. All right. Um, let's see. Uh, I think I have one more. Good luck at your thank cleaning. You. Um, well, thank you. Let's let's see. Uh, what's well, we'll keep on the road thing. Um, in all of your travels, what's the best like uh, food that you found on the road? But like, not like a sit-down restaurant. But like, I guess Garrett does the gas station snack one quite a bit. I guess like a snack, but like. Not just like a generic like honey bun, but like something special that stood out from like a local place. Local place. Okay, there's a lot of things to think about here. Okay, mm -hmm. best snack on the road, local place. Uh oh boy. Not yeah, you a, can't you can't say Hawkins cheesies. Well, no, Hawkins cheese that's a, that's a Canadian classic that you can also get in Kentucky, I've heard. Um, what? Yeah, this is this is the word on the street. Some Kentuckians were, mm. were aware of the Hawkins cheesies. I did not see them myself. Um, okay, yeah. to stall, I'm gonna say when in Kentucky we always get ale eights. Ah, but I must stop. You know what? There's this um, there's this place in Lebanon, uh, Tennessee, just outside of Nashville. We end up in Lebanon because we have a good friend that lives out there. Shout out to Shane Cleaner. Um, he takes us to this cantina in Lebanon and it is legit. So that that's a good stop for us. And when we're in uh, Nashville, it's a, it's a barbecue. There's a different, there's a few different barbecue joints that we hit, but mm. barbecue down in the States is just, I mean, it, it's just good. I, mean, I missed it. Depends on where you're at. That's for sure. But most, most places is decent. Yeah, yeah, it's true. Um, I mean, we it's just something that we get to enjoy when we're down there. And then also yeah. the 12-pack um, of Coors Banquets that we can get at the gas station from $9.99. That's pretty sweet, too. And in so many states, the driver, as long as they're sober, everybody else can drink in the car, which yes. is really great for not my state travel. unfortunately and i didn't know that right. until we were driving to kentucky from iowa and they were the, everybody in the vehicle is like we're in indiana or no illinois we're in illinois we can drink in the car no now. it's not not illinois you're right it was indiana was it indiana or Ohio. yeah indiana i think yeah, indiana i thought it was illinois because i well i was definitely drinking in no. the car in illinois but apparently i was doing it legally in indiana but yeah we don't get ain't cheating if you don't get caught that's right let the listeners 
enact their own sense of judgment on that one. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Uh, no, don't don't drink and drive. But like you can you can be a passenger and drive. It yeah. wasn't 9 a.m. It was like, yeah, okay. It was maybe like 10 or 11. But... Well, it should have been earlier, but we had just woken up. Yeah. Yeah. We used to do uh, the chalada, the gas station. That's what chalada. I got. That's what he was drinking. I was drinking. Well, and see, the thing with the chalada is you think it's a great idea. You know, you're sitting, I usually sit right behind Bryce, and Bryce usually drives. And I'm like, this is a great idea. I'm going to drink this chalada. And then I'm going to have a nap. Yeah. Wake up and time has gone by, you know, it's going to be great. But what always happens is those chiladas are so salty that you wake up and you're just like, yeah, first you, you need a bathroom so bad. And you're like, your entire mouth is just, just... like, it's like a salt lick. <laughs> yeah, it's not good. Don't do it. Don't do it. Yeah. Yeah. advice there's another there's another good good uh yeah another good little tip from the road you know yeah (laughs) unwritten rule don't nap in the car after drinking a chalada 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 naps malt beer drinks you know like the strawberry and the grape price got into those those things are nasty Uh -uh. no I, I've never seen those now. Yeah, we don't have liquor in gas stations in Canada. So it's like we go yeah. and we're like, whoa, this is amazing. Yeah, every time I, I go, it's like the first gas station you hit, you're just like, well, I got to get a beer just straight because it's entertaining. Like, I just have to. Like, I can't not. You know? Yeah, the thing that's funny is I don't drink at the shows, but then we oh. get a stand and I'm like at the gas station. I'm like, well, oh. <laughs> Let's hit the booze. <laughs> Jay off. Yeah, I'm good. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, there's something about buying it from the gas station that's just super awesome. Yeah, this is exactly it. This is what I think about when we go down to the States is yeah. the gas station beers. Pretty excited. <laughs> well, I'm glad you guys have something to look forward to down here. Right? That's right. Yeah. America yeah, it's land <laughs> of the gas station beers. That's right. That's right. It's just the biggest home of the break. Mike. Okay. It's... <laughs> yeah. All right. Um, well, we'll yeah, we get out of here. here but, yeah. We said we were um, not going to keep you for three hours, but yeah, we should uh we should plug your social medias. I know you got yes. a good website where you can find the live stream fun. on Saturday, May 1st. Yeah. yeah social media i can be found uh on instagram or the facebook um bell plane music uh is me you have to know how to spell bell plane though so it's the french yes. way b-e-l-l-e-p-l-a-i-n-e music um or you can find me through blake berglin probably too because then my husband that's <laughs> my husband <laughs> <laughs> and yeah like we said the the live stream on saturday tune in go check that out you said you said you can't get the tickets on the website but you can get them through all the socials right yeah it's all up yeah. on the socials my right. website is it's a sad desert of abandonment right now abandonment. it looks pretty <laughs> but I just yeah it looks nice haven't been there in a while have you sold out all the merch that you had on sale there last weekend no, see, that's the thing about a pandemic is you don't always know they're coming and you order a bunch of T-shirts. Um, so I still got merch, but that's okay. Um, yeah, a lot of folks <laughs> came through and moved it and, and I have less now, but there's still some good merch between the T-shirts and the albums, the, the vinyl albums. So, of course. Ooh. Yeah. Go get your hands on awesome. some, everybody. So... <laughs> Thanks so much for tuning into the show. Uh, we are going to end the show off today with uh, for all those who I love, right? Isn't that the last one? Yeah, sure it is. Yeah, um, yeah, that's what I want to. This is a very interesting song. It takes a couple listens to maybe kind of, you know, work through what's what's you know what's kind of going on, you know. But uh, it's it's a very interesting song, and uh, yeah, thanks so much for tuning into the podcast we can kind of just end things off with you just 
intro and the song if you want. <laughs> Thanks for the kind words about it, Garrett. Um, this is the opening track from the record. Yeah. And um, I wrote it. Um, I wrote it as a song of forgiveness for my father. Um, it, uh, it, was a, it was a new way of seeing him. And uh, so it's a song that's really important to me because uh, it was many years after my dad died that I, I saw him in a different light and saw him as the person that I think he wanted to be uh, in my life. So I'm, I'm glad that it, it spoke to you as well. Because 